0: Well, I wanted to uh, thank everyone uh, from across the state uh, in joining me today. And uh, the focus of this conversation and this incredible effort is to talk about how we're going to keep Americans and Minnesotans connected, uh, whether that means high speed internet in their homes and their work or AM radio in their cars. So you heard the news yesterday, uh, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, $650 million grant to bring broadband coverage uh, to every corner of Minnesota. Um, And we're excited about that. It's actually going to help us in a lot of ways um, with whether it is farmers that have been um, trying to use precision agriculture equipment and have the highest technology that helps with for tons of reasons, including the yields that they get, as well as conservation efforts and limiting the use of water because they can figure out where they need it. To students uh, who want to take college classes, just like kids can in the metro uh, when they're in high school, Uh, to small businesses, some of which have had to move or shut down because at this point, it's no longer just can I send an email to my grandma. Uh, It is really Uh, no longer a luxury. It's really how you have to do business and get vendors and um, talk to your customers. So we're excited about this. It's really dwarfs the funding that we've seen in the past um, from the state, even though the state has been incredibly generous and there's 136,000 households out there uh, that still don't have high speed. And it's a real have and have not situation. Uh, When certain towns have it, five miles out you don't. Most of Metro has it. 80% 80% of those that aren't served are in greater Minnesota. And I've just always loved the fact that we have thriving businesses, small and big in greater Minnesota. And we wanna make sure that kids that uh, grow up there are able to stay there. And that means high-speed internet in the modern age. Um, so we're excited about this. I've included a clawback provision in there. Um, the broadband part of it was out of a bill that I led. Um, with Jim Clyburn over in the house. And the clawback came about because a lot of people were telling me in the state that out-of-state phone companies would get money to build broadband and then they never did it. And they'd eventually give the money back, but we never got it. And so this means if they don't build it in four years, uh, then the money comes back and we give it to someone else. Uh, we want to have competitive bidding with small rural telcos. who have done a good job in getting it out to roll Electrics. Um, uh, anyone that we think can provide digital would be the first priority. But if that doesn't work in a certain area, satellite and other things that we know know will work. So this is the culmination of a lot of work. And if you don't think it's have or have not, look at Murray County. More than 40% of the households don't have high speed. Pine County up north, um, more than half of the households. Uh, don't have high speed internet. That's what we're dealing with. So um, that's positive news for a state. So let me get to the other topic, which is near and dear to my heart, because as your Senator, I spent a lot of time driving around the state. um, And when I drive around the state, either with my family or for my work, I listen to AM radio. I understand how important it is to keep Minnesotans connected. It is where they get their news on road closures. It is where they find out the flood reports. It is where they get their weather forecast. It's where you find out music and what's popular and what county fair, when it starts and what the hours are, what the baseball scores are, what the high school football game and volleyball scores are. Um, it is an incredible source of local news. Um, we have over 4,000 AM radio stations that are licensed in this country, including 1500 that broadcast ag news, our state is in the top five for ag export, our state is a major ag state. And you think about that, that is how farmers, whether it's in their tractors, or whether it is driving the pickup across the farm, or whether it is simply driving into town, that is how they get a lot of their information and news to be able to do business. And this thought that a bunch of um car companies could just decide that they're going to soup up the cars with all these things that about a third of the things people don't even know how to operate and then they're going to just take away am radio which was the announcement that we all heard recently um and uh there has been unbelievable response not only from the world parts of our state, but really from across our state, because we also have AM radio serving in the Metro. We also, on the national level, just to show you the emergency reason we need AM radio, seven former FEMA emergency administrators from, get this, the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and the Trump administration have spoken out and said, this is not okay Uh, because there would be a huge risk to public safety if you started messing around with AM radio. So out of that and the public outcry came a bipartisan bill called the AM for Every Vehicle Act to make sure that AM radio continues to be there for those who want it during their daily commutes, or in my case, their long-distance drives. Um, You know a bill is making a dent because there's very few bills like this that have both Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders on the same bill. So we have built a broad coalition, those of us who are in on this early. um, The bill will direct the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to set up the rules um, that require the car manufacturers to keep the AM radios in the cars and ensure, and this is key, that they don't charge customers extra for it. And if an automaker has already manufactured a car without an AM radio before these rules are set, they will have to make very clear to their customers that they don't; those vehicles don't have access because it is such an important thing to so many customers. So I really come at this very simply, and that is that rural communities and all of our state needs to be connected. AM radio connects people to the news and information they need through an hours-long drive along a single lane highway and high-speed internet, which was the other part of this story that I mentioned at the beginning, means a person can connect to their education, friends, to their jobs, from their house. Both are critical. We don't wanna have an uneven playing field. Minnesota is such a strong state, our economy and our unemployment rate, one of the lowest in the nation, in fact, we need more workers, um, because of the fact that we don't just rely on one area for all the jobs and all the companies. We have got major companies, whether it be Cirrus up north or, um, now I'm going to get in trouble for start naming them, Hormel, uh, whether it is Schwanz on the west, um, it is, whether it's DigiKey and Articat and Polaris. Okay, here I go. Um, we have major employers where, yes, they have Wi-Fi, but if you go out a little bit, some of their employees don't. And those are the same employees who are also relying on AM radio. Then you have small businesses. And I think you all know what a big believer uh, in small business I am. One of the reasons I wrote that book on antitrust is small businesses can't thrive and grow if they're operating at a disadvantage so that the bigger businesses, which happen to be in towns, makes sense, um, have the wifi and the small ones are distributed throughout our state and don't have access. Our economy thrives on competition and rigorous capitalism. And to do that, you wanna make sure that businesses compete on an even playing field.